There he goes again. Yeah, baby! My little buddy here is exceedingly excited because he just switched to Central Pacific Bank. It's epic! Without CPB, I wouldn't have a leg to stand on. All the places we can go. Hi guys, welcome back to Uncut Hawaii presented by Central Pacific Bank. I'm Kobe. And I'm Andrew, and this is the podcast where we talk to Hawaii's most interesting and innovative creators, entrepreneurs, and change makers. And this episode got us really hungry afterwards. Mm -hmm. I wish you brought us some, but Kobe, what's your go-to order at Rainbow Drive-In? My go-to order at Rainbow Drive-In, always after a surf session, is slushy float and mixed plate. How about yours? That hits the spot. Um, For me, I like the boneless chicken gravy all over. The gravy is the key. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Michael Banks. <laughs> yeah, apparently he he tried gravy, right? Yeah, and... so I, I had I had him, I had uh, I asked Chris to sponsor a thing, and he gave like this big bucket of gravy, and he tried it, and he liked it. So oh, liked I don't it? know, oh, good. I don't know if he's still eating gravy, but he tried it. <laughs> as long as he tried it. So today's guest, we have third generation Rainbow Drive and owner Chris Iramura. It was so cool to just like sit down, talk story with him. I actually golf with him all the time and whatnot, but it was cool to again just to sit down and like really hear his story you know yeah learned yeah, about talked, everything yeah he talked about when you know when his grandpa started rainbow drive-in the same same building um and then the next generation took over and he's the only grandchild right and so he's a little bit felt the pressure <laughs> to take over but punahou school um graduate went off to santa clara majored and then mastered in computer engineering um and then came back home yeah it's It was a good episode, and we can't wait for you guys to listen, so enjoy. Chris Irimura, thank you for joining us today. Of course, thanks for the invite. So we're going to start off with some icebreaker rapid-fire questions. First thing that comes to your head, all right? I'm scared. What? (laughs) Nah, nah, okay, so first one. um, Favorite place you've traveled to? Favorite place I've traveled to? I think the default answer for a lot of people is Japan. Yep, I was uh, especially for. But outside of Japan, um, I'd say Helsinki in ooh. Finland. Ooh, yeah. got that's to go an original one during the summer. So um, it was the sun was up till two a.m. Beautiful place, great food, nice people. Nice. Everyone's like six feet two or taller. <laughs> Dang, I would not want to go there. Like, my neck would be stuck. <laughs> yeah, just, be like, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cool. Um, what's your go-to order at Rainbow Drive-In? Oh, man. I, I get this question a lot. And um, it changes because when I like something, I'm mm-hmm. going to... I mean, for anywhere. I'll just eat it a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get sick of it. Yeah. Um, for well, what's me, it right now? Barbecue pork, probably. Chili mm-hmm. on the rice. Yeah. Barbecue Sounds pork, good. chili on the rice. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not as heavy as like, Andrew's <laughs> boneless chicken with gravy Boneless chicken with gravy all over. Yeah. <laughs> um, Favorite Pahana spot right now? And favorite Pahana spot <laughs> and drink. Um, I mean, we've been just trying to hit up a lot of the local breweries, um, Beer Lab, uh, Hanakoa. Um, I mean, we always stop by Pitch because I live close by. Yeah, I've so, never been there. You've never been there, huh? Weird. <laughs> never <laughs> seen Shout you out there. to Pitch Sports Bar. <laughs> we should do an episode there and just get yeah. wasted. Yeah, just kidding. I will. I will watch for you. Back. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, what's your go-to drink um drinking a lot of tequila recently oh. tequila and seltzers yeah nice. did that scotch phase mm-hmm. kind of need a break similar to food so moving over to clears nice when you have a visitor come to hawaii where do you take them 
Oh man. Um, I usually, cause they, for our visitors, they usually want like, you know, Hawaiian food, traditional Hawaiian food. Mm -hmm. So either Highway Inn or Helena's. Mm -hmm. um, poke wise, off the hook, mm -hmm. uh, supporting nice. JP them. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it just kind of depends what they want. Um, super, we never really take them out to like super expensive places because usually people just want the local experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just nice. take them all around. And then last one, what, growing up, what did you want to be? What did I want to be? I wanted to be an astronaut. Dude, that's everyone. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> but so, actually? So I went to space camp. It's not camp. too late. Yeah. For, <laughs> it, it isn't too late. Um, yeah. I just love math and science growing up. So, uh, and just loved space and I guess all the mysteries out there. So yeah, space camp since like first or second grade. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, okay. Well, thank you for those answers. Thank you for being <laughs> on. Tell us, I guess like to kind of rewind, tell us about the rainbow drive-in story first, because that predates you. Yes. And then we'll go into how I mean, you got in, in yeah. involved and all that. And then so your story. So you celebrated, you guys celebrated the 60? 61 years turning mm. 62 in October. Crazy. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah, that's like Hawaii's history right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. <laughs> It's crazy to think about and see some pictures of what, you know, Waikiki area, Kapahulu area mm -hmm. looked like mm -hmm. back yeah. in the 60s. And all, I mean, Love's Bakery was there, Casey Drive-In, a, a bunch of different drive-ins were on Kapahulu, but we're still the one there. So it's, it's been, we've been so lucky. Um, kind of to take it back, my grandpa started it. Um, he learned how to cook. He was part of the 100 Battalion. Mm -hmm. um, so he learned how to cook for the army back then and... You know, he took that passion and, and his skill and brought it back here. Um, what I tell a lot of people, though, is that he didn't, you know, he, he failed a couple times. So he opened a couple of restaurants, didn't work out for different reasons, but kept trying. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, that's kind of a lesson I've been trying to tell a lot of people is like, you know, you're going to fail. You're going to you're going to make mistakes. But if you keep with your passion, you can, you know, you can build something. Mm -hmm. And so from there, I mean, we started off with eight employees and we did around 200 play lunches a day, which is that's a, yeah, that's a that's lot. great. Yeah, yeah. Now we have around 50 employees and the Kapahulu location during busy times can do a thousand. Wow. Yeah. Plates a day. Wow. Which is, that's insane. And it's the same kitchen size too. So yeah. it's yeah. like, it's pretty, we have efficiency pretty locked down. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. When your grandpa open those other businesses was it restaurants too yes oh, okay so it's was different it? types of restaurants uh -huh. like a diner um and then one was more like a traditional burger fries drive-in okay but he really liked the plate lunch and the idea of the plate lunch and at the time um we were one of the first to bring a plate lunch from the food trucks um and the push carts to a brick and mortar mm. which is ironic now considering that a lot of People are going, going back, back to, to the food truck, yeah. back to the food trucks. For yeah. our listeners, like describe like a plate lunch and like what it means to Hawaii. Uh, plate lunch, I think for me and a lot of people is just comfort food. It's what we grew up on. Mm -hmm. um, two scoops of rice, one scoop of mac salad, and then whatever whatever dish you want from stews to like meats and all of that. It's just for us in Hawaii, that's kind of what we grew up on and what we know. Mm -hmm. Where is your grandpa? Is he from Hawaii? So he was born in Eva Beach um, and his family moved back to Okinawa. Um, so he lived a little bit in Okinawa, but he loved Hawaii so much. Him and his brother moved back to Hawaii. And that's when kind of a little bit before the war started. So 
his family was in Okinawa and then um, he was here and then eventually fighting in Italy and France. Mm. Wow. And then he came back, started the, re- <clears throat> the diners, restaurants, and then eventually just kind of stuck with the drive-in. Yep. Nice. Yeah. That was in like, what, the 60s? Yeah, that yep. was in the 60s. And then your, your, your dad took over. Yeah. So after, well, my grandpa got it started. It started picking mm-hmm. up traction. Um, my dad was living in the Bay at the time. And uh, my grandpa needed help, so he moved home uh, to help him. My dad was a computer engineer for United. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. in the, like maybe early seventies. Yeah. Wow. So he didn't even like plan, like have a plan to like take, take over, over anything. None of us did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you're next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah none of us did. Uh-huh. Does, did your um, do you have like your, did your dad have siblings or is he the only? So he was one of those that um, he never really knew his family and kind of. Uh, not exiled from the family, but never was really close with them. Okay. So I've never met any of his, other than his mom and dad, I've never met any of his brothers. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. But he was just the one to, to come back home and help. Yep. Giving up all of that to come back and at the time, you know, like peeling onions at three o'clock in the morning, cutting potatoes, kind of all that stuff. Yeah. But not as glamorous yeah. as working at <laughs> No, I had a desk job at United. Well, I mean, like, I think a lot of people don't realize, too, like, everything that goes on in, like, owning a restaurant or any business, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's, it's as the business owner, like, you're doing, you're kind of, like, wearing all the hats and doing everything, you know? It's a grind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you guys know that pretty Oh, yeah, well for too, sure. Huh? Yeah, we talk yeah. about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, between us or, like, even, like, with all the other guests we bring on, you know, like, it's, it's the grind. And, like, yeah. everybody has their own grind and... It's like, what are they doing to keep the business going yep. and take care yeah. of their team and staff and all that? It's all the small little things that you never thought you'd have to do mm-hmm. fix mm-hmm. or any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So when did your dad come back? Uh, I think in the mid, like early 70s to mid 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Him and my grandpa, grandma kind of built it up, um, trying to get a little more efficiency probably at mm-hmm. the time. Um, and then my uncle kind of took over in the 90s, like early 90s. Mm-hmm. And so he... He really wanted to do a bunch of that expansion stuff that you see that we, we're doing now, the franchising, the um, like our T-shirt mm-hmm. stuff and like, all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was really pushing that. And then 2019, it was my turn. Nice. <laughs> right before something. Oh, good timing. Yeah. Right yeah. Before yeah. Something yeah. Happened. What was that? What happened oh, yeah, in 2020? <laughs> no. So. So even going back though, like when you're yeah. growing up, so were you at the drive-in? Like, was that a big part of your life growing up? I wasn't. Um, necessarily like working at the drive-in mm-hmm. uh i was helping out roll quarters and stuff at home <laughs> uh-huh. count, count the money bags stuff like that um but my dad always told me uh to do what i wanted to do obviously not an astronaut <laughs> um, but uh i i fell in love with uh computers and and programming and stuff um so not at the drive-in kind of did what i wanted to and then came back Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you on track to to do? So I actually I got a I have a master's in computer engineering from a Santa Clara University, mm-hmm. and for me I loved that. And I was in the Bay during you know kind of the startup boom mm-hmm. of tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lucky enough to kind of live that life a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2015, it was time to come home. Yeah. yeah. I'm the only child too, mm-hmm. so yeah. a lot of people ask, um, you know, did you always know? Yeah. yeah, and I have no brothers, sisters, or first cousins. Okay. So did you kind of like assume? Kind of just fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, at some point, I knew I was going to come back and and do it, but 
At least you got like an opportunity to kind of go away for a little yep. bit. And learn learn a bunch of skills that I can mm-hmm. still apply. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We talk a, a, about that a lot on like different episodes too. Where like, yes, Hawaii is like awesome. There's so much talent here. But it's like, sometimes you do need to go away and experience the world and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's like the important thing is like coming, coming, home. coming home and like sharing everything that you learn and those talents and yeah. all that too. Especially with technology here. Mm-hmm. Um, We're always behind. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think when, when I moved back, our internet was like dial-up speed yeah. in oh, yeah. 2015. And uh-huh. I was like, I, we have to change some things. So bringing the technology side from my experience to at least the back end of Rainbows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like online ordering, um, you know, our website, all that, the simple stuff, well, mm-hmm. what we felt was simple. But, you know, just bringing it up to speed, but trying to keep that nostalgic, nice, you know, drive and feel. Yeah. It must be cool to like go back and like look at old photos of when like your uncle and your dad was involved, and then like when your grandparents. Yeah. The food and stuff is that it's pretty much the same, right? From the the recipes are the same. Um, We had to change a few things because like you know loves. Well, they closed Mm -hmm. the other year, and then you know we had to change a few vendors, but the recipes are are the same. Um, What I always get is. You know the prices from back then. Yeah, oh yeah. Customers coming up being like, you know, your chili plate used to be a dollar. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I wish. We we can't really help that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I mean uh, something I love is hearing the stories, uh, the generational stories mm-hmm. of you know, like oh, grandma used to bring me here, now I'm bringing my kids here, mm, kind of thing. That's and so sweet. That's yeah. that's that's what means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. 2015, you came back home, but 2019 was when. Yeah. It was like official. Yeah. So 2015 for Did me, um, I wanted to, you know, you got to put the time in. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you have to understand everyone's roles and jobs and things. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was uh, taking out the trash, jumping in the dumpster, cutting, like prepping, cashiering, trying to do all the stuff just to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then in 2019, it was just, you know, it just became my time to, to take over. Yeah. What was that transition like? Was it hard for? Yeah. Was it your uncle who who was running it prior to you? Yeah, it was my uncle. Yeah. Um, you know, family businesses are never as smooth as people think. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, my transition was kind of a hard cut handover. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> good luck. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. So I mean, I, I'm still learning to this day, but I'm lucky enough to have a team that, you know, stayed for the transition and uh, most of them are still here too. Nice. So it's, uh, it's been as smooth as it possibly could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then pandemic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that thing happened. Yeah. That's, that's great. So like, you know, what, I mean, I'm just, you guys were closed during no time. We, we stayed open. Um, I think the hardest thing was initially was the communication. Mm-hmm. I think the news came out one day and we're like, oh, all restaurants are closed. Like, huh? And I was like, well, wait a minute. I yeah, thought yeah. you said like takeout was fine and mm-hmm. all that. So we had to really communicate. We're still open. Like you just can't sit or dine. And yeah. we, we like basically tied up our tables. Um, and then it was, you know, the fear of a lot of our workers saying, I, are, am I going to keep my job? Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are a family business, right? So we've been, some of these aunties have worked as long as I've been alive mm-hmm. and you know yeah. for them that that for me was the hardest part was like no we're gonna fight for you to have a job mm-hmm. you know we if we break even that's best case scenario mm-hmm. um we're gonna make sure you guys are employed we'll try and figure out different roles for everyone um 
yeah, it was it was very uncertain times of just watching the news. The two p.m. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Governor Ige used to come on yeah, and say right. these oh are the new God. rules yeah, like yeah, every yeah. other day. This is the case like, count today, okay, and like, these are the rules. Yeah, so I think for us, and I mean a lot of the restaurants, especially, we're just watching daily, seeing what we can do, yeah. what we can't do. You know, even even in a small old kitchen, trying to keep people six feet away, even though yeah. they have masks, yeah, or fry cooking. You know, the, the grill is 100 plus degrees and you have to wear a mask oh, and yeah. you're sweating. It's, it wasn't an easy job, but, mm-hmm. you know, we luckily through the support of the community, we, we made it through. Yeah, that's a huge success because we saw a lot of people did it, you know, through the pandemic. So Still to this day, some people yeah. are recovering. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to see. Yeah. What kind of things did you do to kind of just like pivot, you know, like what, how did you like get past this? A lot of it was pushing, I mean, more like even online ordering mm-hmm. our phone order system. We tried to make the customer time spent either in line or at the drive-in as quick as possible. Mm. <clears throat> so like for a bit, we had to shorten our menu or, and our hours too. Just mm-hmm. It was just too much time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we kind of just relied on, you know, making sure that everyone was knew that we were open and we still wanted to give back to the community during a tough time. And Lanai did that show Aloha. Mm-hmm. We donated over a thousand meals to the Kapuna. Um, Cause for us, it wasn't about making money. It was about making sure we all made it through it, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. I, one of my goals moving home was every place I grew up eating closed mm-hmm. and I didn't want us or even, you know, some of our friends I'm closer to, to be one of those numbers mm-hmm. yeah, mm. yeah. What, nice. would, what would you say like rainbow drive driving's like mission is um i mean our mission is to just keep serving um that consistent local comfort food mm-hmm. and for us it's to really give back to the community because nice. we wouldn't be here without you know all the word of mouth all of that stuff you know people are like oh you were on diners drive-ins and dives we we're lucky enough to be on that but it wouldn't have happened without the community, mm-hmm. you know, suggesting us and, mm-hmm. you know, really pushing for us. So it starts here and we, we want to make it, we, it's our mission to give back as much as we can. Nice. What are some popular dishes? Most popular? Yeah. Um, probably locals, boneless chicken mixed plate, gravy all over. <laughs> uh, sorry, Micah. Um, <laughs> Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did <laughs> That was season one. Or season two. Season two. Yeah. Yeah. That went so vi- it was it's so funny. People were still talking about our, it like, to this day. All our phones started blowing up and I'm like, what is going on right now? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> ordering extra gravy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like talking crap about Micah yeah. for not eating gravy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. No, that's so good though. Oh, but man, the I'm local like, moco is probably the best with uh, the tourists. Because oh, it's something yeah. unique, right? Mm-hmm. They want to try. And we will never claim we started it. We just brought it in. Mm-hmm. I'm not even getting it. I've been to Hilo plenty of times and such a touch, touchy, touchy, touchy subject. subject. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm keeping my hands off. Of yeah, this, yeah. So. It's like, yeah, we just serve it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. So it's like, you know, for, for you, like stepping into this role, what were, I guess, some like things that kind of helped you through the process, you know? Because it's like, or what it, were the like challenges? A, yeah, because yeah. Because it's like you're the, this fresh face from yeah. the Bay Area with the computer science degree, yeah. and like going into coming back home in a family business mm-hmm. where it's kind of built on like consistency and nostalgia, yeah. right? 
I think um, one of the biggest challenges for myself was slowing myself down from wanting to do too much at once. Mm-hmm. Change is hard for everyone, mm-hmm. especially people who have worked 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's getting them to understand why we're doing some changes. Like, you know, the internet speed. Yep. Like just saying yeah. we'll pr- process credit cards faster. You don't have to wait for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do stuff. Uh, we can change menus online now and all that. Um, I, because when I came in originally, I wanted to you know, change the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Let's revamp everything. Yeah, like you have this big vision, but, you know, tempering yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was lucky enough to go to UH2 to get my MBA, which mm-hmm. helped kind of shift the mindset from the engineer, straight engineering efficiency mm-hmm. to more a holistic view of business in general. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So what were some of the changes that you did implement, though? The first kind of things? Yeah. Uh, we used to do... Handwritten time cards, which give me nightmares. Oh, wow. <laughs> so not even the punch. Yeah. They, someone would write it? Or they so would write themselves? They would write it themselves. And uh, <laughs> then someone has to read their handwriting yeah. and check the schedule and yeah. make sure. Make yeah. sure they... So we went to, uh, we went to like a biometric like hand scanning system. Wow. That was just, nice. you just press clock in, put your hand down, clock out, put your hand down. So it helped us a lot yeah. with a lot, <laughs> bunch of different things. Security cameras, uh, we only had a few here and there and... You know, this day and age, too, just with safety of everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we put those up pretty much immediately. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of technology stuff, just like updating everything. Yeah. And then like efficiency-wise, you know, like how your dad was kind of building it with your grandpa and then your uncle. And then like, did you have to kind of go in and like change some things up, like, you know, make it more efficient? We're, like, we're trying to do what we can with our space. We're yeah, because you guys limited. are in the same space, but serving yeah. a lot more. Yeah, so we're trying to do... Mixed plates, probably under under a minute, under 55 seconds for the time you order. Uh, things like cooking eggs, obviously, are going to take yep, yep. longer, right? Um, but we're trying to get our, our our meals out within three, four minutes total, including drinks and all that. Dang. Just just because we need to, to keep that to good mm-hmm. going. Nice. Um, what operations like at Rainbow Drive-In? I mean, like, what time does cooking start and like when are the crazy times the, the our first cooks come in um to so we do our gravy and chili in-house daily mm-hmm. yeah so that starts at around 3 to three thirty, um and then you know we do our breakfast lunch and dinner lunch is by far uh, by far the busiest especially during weekdays yeah mm-hmm. um and you know we have our ebbs and flows mm-hmm. but lunch and dinner is just it's chaos yeah you know i mean <laughs> anyone that's ever worked in a kitchen knows it's just organized chaos for, yeah. for a few hours at a time and then it settles down again like i mean she asked about the challenges but like you know again like just like what kind of like got you through these things like where was your uncle and like your your dad like still a little bit involved or like it was just straight like you do your thing we trust you was there pressure um, i mean there's there's pressure we we put on ourselves mm-hmm. right so the expectation of yeah. On ourselves to make sure everyone's taken care of um i think well my my dad and my uncle are a little older too mm-hmm. so during the pandemic i was like just go home we'll, <laughs> like we'll take care of this but you know trusting in your team because you know as business owners for all of us we we know that we can't do it ourselves mm-hmm. or you come to that realization after a little bit mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it's trusting in your team to do you know what there's what they have to do and if they have to make decisions, it's 99% for the best of the company at all times. So that that took me a little bit. Um, 
because I think for me, I'm one of the people that are like, oh, if I can do it myself. Right. right? I'll just do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, just, yeah. I'll just do it. It's hard. Yeah. 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 And then your task list just gets longer yeah. every single day. So trusting trusting your team to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Andrew and I talk about it a lot. Like being a business owner is really like just managing your people and solving problems constantly. Yes. Um, has there been like any, was this like the first time you had to like, re- you're really in charge of like a, a employees? Um, this many employees. Yes. Yeah. Usually, you know, the startup in the bays or like is, three, four people Mm -hmm. max. But now it's like, it's more than one, one layer of hierarchy, right? Mm -hmm. So it's training people to manage other people. That's where I'm still learning to this day. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you're saying like these people have like worked for some of them like decades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like 30 plus years. Like my GM, she started as a cashier when she was 15 because she went to Kaimaki <laughs> and she just stayed with us and worked her way up. And she's yeah, she's our GM now. That's wow. crazy. It's cool to see. What's what's one thing that like has helped you in that journey of like managing people and just just work being in charge and leading people? I think a lot of it is just listening, listening Mm -hmm. to people and, you know, trying to understand where they're coming from, even though you don't, you know, you might not agree with what they're saying, like, oh, we need to change this or this, but Mm -hmm. like trying to get to the bottom of where that issue is rooted. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where I'm, I mean, I'm still learning that today. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's, we we talk about it again, like all the time too, it's like, at this point, you're like, not just like worried about yourself now. Like yeah. you have this team to manage and like their livelihoods and like what happens if you can't perform, you know, like what yeah. happened to them? And like, it's, it's, it's a crazy responsibility, but very fulfilling as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, during the pandemic, it was extra highlighted, right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. every single dollar that comes in is helping, you know, keep jobs for all these people, mm-hmm. keeping their health care, keeping all this stuff. So yeah. that's where the, that most pressure came in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's crazy because it's like, even like during was it before the pandemic or like after when you or when you started like doing the um, franchising and whatnot to expanding that? Yeah. So the franchising started um, right before the pandemic. Oh, okay. 2018 Kalihi was oh, the yep. first one to mm-hmm. open. Um, and that's that's kind of been a journey, too, for us because it's it's a learning experience. Yeah, it's a whole we, different game. Yeah, We don't have that experience and not many people in Hawaii have the experience of mm-hmm. franchising out. Right. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's it's just learning on the fly um mm-hmm. some projects like unfortunately like waipahu were started kind of before the pandemic mm-hmm. but they were already rolling so we had to see it through and it just didn't work out mm-hmm. but you know what lessons we can take from that and move forward with future franchises hopefully mm-hmm. what's what's important for a business like what what do you guys like really need like in order to franchise like what what kind of things or systems i guess i'm trying to get to like are you working on i mean i think for us, it's just our operating procedures mm-hmm. that we, we we did a great job with the first run, but really tightening up things where, you know, people can veer astray. Um, for us, we still do, because we're only on Oahu, we still do go and check probably once a week. Our chef goes out to different franchises and oh, check nice. where that quality control is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, I like Kapuhulu better than this one or whatever. But for us, we're, we're doing the best we can to make sure that it's consistent across because we're not in charge of their employees. So we have to make sure that the processes are there so that Mm -hmm. it can be as standardized as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's like so much more to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because like, you know, they always talk like, oh, when you start a business, you want to like be able to either sell it or franchise. Like you want to get your systems very tight. And like, it's just like, dang, that's like so hard to think of, you know? The scary part for me was, you know, our, that's our name and my family's name, right? That you're putting trust into someone else, right? Mm -hmm. It's, and nothing against like the bigger franchises like McDonald's or anything, but it doesn't go back to a family. It doesn't Mm -hmm. really go back. Like you don't associate it. So for us, it's like that was the scariest part, and that's yeah. the part we try and fight against. Yeah, because yeah. not everybody ne- not necessarily know that it's a franchise. They might just see the name like or an the expansion, brand like and yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, 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 and be like, oh, they're slipping or whatever, yeah. whatever. I get I get a few phone calls and emails weekly, yeah. <laughs> just about yeah. you know the the usual stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just you know preparing myself for that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's next for you guys? I mean, do you see anything? It's <laughs> a great. Question. I know you like try to fight like too much change and like, yeah. um, but do you have anything coming up that you're super excited about? For us, um, you know, at some point in the future, we're going to need to do a remodel. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandpa built the building with his own hands in, he did. in 1961. So there's a lot of things that are very old and mm-hmm. need to be replaced. <laughs> Um, wow, that's incredible, yeah. though. Yeah, so wow. we're because the original location was somewhere else, right? Yep. It oh, was, is that? Oh, it's it always yeah. been there. So okay, like, yeah. We we had a picture from um, around opening day, mm-hmm. and like the windows are still there, the bricks are still there. Wow. It's just we didn't have the sign we do these days. We mm-hmm. obviously didn't have the um, PV panels mm-hmm, or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it, the original foundation is still there. That's crazy. And so. You know, wow. it's a historic did, building. Yeah, Grandpa did an amazing yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. Still standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for us, it's kind of, you know, hopefully widening the kitchen a little bit, give us a little more leeway. Mm-hmm. Um, build your office. Build, build an office for myself <laughs> and, you know, like um, just make it so that we are able to scale and provide a better experience for the customers mm-hmm. too, you know. Mm-hmm. So that and then on the franchise side, we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah. We've had we've had offers from all over the world. Yeah, I was gonna it's, say like, did did has people like from outside of Hawaii reached out too? Yeah, so I mean, outside of Hawaii is usually California, uh, Washington State. Yeah, yeah. Vegas, a lot of like where like the the locals have locals. to move to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some surf I can see spots. one in Japan. I can see one in Japan too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to go. <laughs> Andrew's gonna run it so he can fly to Japan <laughs> yeah. like every week. Uh, I'll franchise it. <laughs> but Japan, um, we just, we have, it's like completely different, uh, like health regulations. It's completely different mm. la- labor regulations too. Mm-hmm. So it's like finding the right person or right people to run a Japan one um, and location too, right? There's there's so many people. Yeah. And so, actually, there's so many restaurants in Japan too. Yeah. It's hard to, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very hard to compete like with. they love everything about Hawaii. I yeah. know. You got to keep it that way. Yeah. You got to come to Hawaii to yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, Australia and Korea are kind of new markets. Oh, that nice. have, right before the pandemic, we were getting a lot of Australians mm-hmm. coming in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we've had people interested, not, I don't know how serious they were, but all the way to like Egypt, Paris, London. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so sick. It's, it's, That's, I mean, it's just cool to see that uh-huh. our names out there. Yeah. yeah. And That's exciting that it could, you know, go. I mean, right now you're just on Oahu, but then imagine like where else you yeah. could. 
I mean, even the other islands too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to find the right location and people and yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very important to like just keep the business running as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are what are the, some of like the tools that you have or use to kind of just like keep you sane and all this, you know, like balance and sleep? What is that? <laughs> well, yeah, what is that? <laughs> you actually sleep? <laughs> uh, I try to once in a while. No, I mean, <clears throat> for me, I just, I, I like to get out. I mean, recently playing golf with you um very relaxing yes very re- relaxing i don't know just if it's the right word uh no but just getting outdoors and like nice. i used to like, during the pandemic i just used to walk like around diamond head or just walk randomly just to get out um i think it's important to create some space in your head right to yeah. to process mm-hmm. thoughts i'm one of those where like if i'm laying down in complete darkness i can't fall asleep because my brain is just oh yeah like, always running yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like usually a podcast or something on the TV to help mm-hmm. sleep. Nice. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about you. I mean, like, so yeah, we talk about Rainbow Drive-In, but it's like your story too. Like, you know, like, I think there was like an injury down the line. Like, what what, what were like some challenges in your life that kind of like made you who you are right now, you know? I think, <clears throat> I think my dad made me who I am now a mm-hmm. lot. I mean, I love my mom. She's great. Yeah, um, yeah. She, she actually gave me the trait of, giving um and just like self just give till mm-hmm. you can't give no more mm-hmm. my dad was the one that um so he, my dad was in the military he mm-hmm. fought in vietnam so he's very not not military strict but he wanted things a certain way and then he taught me how to play tennis when i was five oh, um, okay and he's just like you're gonna you're gonna play tennis and i was like okay, <laughs> okay. and he's like okay so we have practice before school during lunch and after school and then on weekend lunch. Yeah, I had <sighs> lessons during lunch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> luckily there was a shower. Um, and then weekends the whole time. So wow. you know that commitment um just to anything, right? Uh-huh. And that drive to get better and that frustration of not getting better and leading uh-huh. to more drive. That's kind of where for me I feel like that's where it was built. How far did you take your tennis career? Yeah. Uh, I played for Santa Clara Division oh, One. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's it was, huge. Uh, it, and I hit that point where, you know, it comes where you just burn out after mm-hmm. a while. And so after my sophomore year, balancing engineering and playing a sport is one of like the hardest things. And mm-hmm. I just I wanted to like enjoy college a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. And so I just dropped tennis after that. How did dad yeah, feel about did, that? Yeah. He he was fine because he's like, look, uh, you weren't smart enough to get in for your grades, so <laughs> you got in for tennis. So mission accomplished. Yeah. But like, how did you feel? Like uh, well, that must have been a big decision for you. That's it was. like your identity. If you're yeah. playing yeah, yeah, tennis, you're five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think most people that knew me uh, during my younger years knew me because of tennis, mm-hmm. not really because of rainbows. Um, so it was it was a little bit of identity crisis, but then. Um, I was in the Bay and I, I picked up playing hockey. Yep. Oh, nice. I used to just watch a lot of the San Jose Sharks are right there. So I used mm-hmm. to go to a lot and something new. And I knew then when I was learning that my dad ingrained in me that that just keep going. Like I couldn't even skate. I could like I would tape a bunch of pads to me and stuff. And, you know, we my friends and I would just go out to the park and try and learn because you played hockey yeah, for yeah. a little bit, too. And it's you know, it's like you have hand-eye and you have your feet your too feet to, to worry, worry about. about. People yeah, are yeah. like, oh yeah, like you just slap the ball. I was like, like well, you're but you can't, stand You first. can't like plant your feet. Yeah, yeah, it's not like being on yeah. land. Yeah, right, so, right. But like just from that in, what is it, six, seven years, we went from not being at a stand to like winning 
uh, one of like the third highest championship. And wow. that's, I, I credit my dad with a lot of this. And now with golf, it's like, I the need to, wow, everything, must, I got to fix this. Like, yeah. You must get really obsessive over things when you, when you usually get into sports. Yeah. 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 It's usually and, and sports. And that's like, it's, it's so crazy. Cause it goes all the way back to like, you know, how your dad, like kind of like brought you up, you yep. know, and like trained you and, and whatnot. Like, that's crazy. The sun wasn't up. We're hitting serves. Um, he brought a lantern once, and he's like, "Those are some core memories, though." Yes, wow. it is. Did no, you have uh-huh. a um, court next, like near your house? Well, I grew up in Manoa, and I went to Punahou, so we just would go before school. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I just shower, go to class. Then he would wait for your lunch. <laughs> well, I, I oh, had yeah, a coach. coach. Yeah, yeah, coach at lunch. Let me coach at lunch, and then wow. Damn. And then after school, it's just so. At any point, I mean, like, did you ever think like, oh, I want to go pro, I like, want to play uh, before college, maybe? Maybe a little bit before college, out? but then you know, going to the mainland, everyone's six five to yeah. like six yeah. seven, uh-huh. and you're just like, I. It, it'd be very hard for me to compete, mm-hmm. and it's that that sacrifice itself is was daunting for me at the time. So. Mm-hmm. You know, just giving it up was was probably the better choice. But still, yeah, for for you to like go out there and like compete at that D one level, to yeah. You know? yeah, that's crazy. It was good fun. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's funny because like tennis is a gentleman's sport, or mm-hmm. what they used to say. But and in Hawaii, it really was like we we'd all have like dinners and stuff after tournaments with people you played with. But on the mainland, it was it was intense. They were, like I saw fist fights, and I'm like, guys, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like. Like Hawaii people, is like a different like support system too. Yeah, like exactly. with sports especially. Yes. We mm-hmm. talk about it in another episode too, but mm-hmm. it's just like they rally around you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean the team you, dinners, all you that. See it so good. Here. Especially like with the you know, the little league and stuff. Yeah. Just to see the whole state rally around is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And like one thing that we talked about is because like we're all the way out here in the middle of the Pacific and in order to get like you probably experienced this as a kid, like in order to have like people compete at your level that you were at you probably had to like go to the mainland or play like really yeah. way older kids right we definitely had to go to the mainland because there were no college i mean other than your age mm-hmm. there was no college scouts coming down mm-hmm. so you know my dad took off and we went to tournaments from i <clears throat> i ended up in south carolina for a tournament being like this is a culture wow. shock yeah, yeah like sure. you know like you're 14 years old or something uh-huh. and in south carolina just like wow this is so much different back yeah. then too yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So now you're into golf. A little bit. <laughs> I'm looking at Andrew because I'm like, oh, just, a, just a little bit. It's, it's crazy though because it's like, <coughs> like, like how you said, like growing up, everybody kind of knew you like through tennis and like not through rainbows. But now it's like you transition into that where like you are like rainbows now, you know? And it's yeah. like, like, so it's <laughs> Mr. like, Mr. Rainbow Driver. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> Who who's Chris Iramora? Like you know, I met you recently, and we got close recently. But it's like cool to just like hear like your journey. Like I didn't know like you played tennis since five. You know that's crazy, yeah. mm-hmm. and all those things you learn from 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 that experience and really shaped you. Yeah, you- it's uh it's a learning lesson. Also, just being the face of you know rainbows. Mm-hmm. I don't really enjoy or go seek yeah, you know yeah, yeah, all the yeah, of course. And yeah, things. yeah. But um, you know, it's part of the job and. Even speaking in front, like public speaking, I used to be absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. Still terrified, but can mask it a little uh-huh. now and get Oh, on. you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. You're a really good yeah, poster boy for Rainbow Dragon. He's on Dragon. TV now. No, <laughs> no comments. Nah, nah, but yeah, no, that, you're right. Like, it is part of the job sometimes, and you got to do it, you know? And I mean, for both of you guys, having to be the face faces of, you know, mm-hmm. your individual businesses, it 
it's not why you probably went in, but it's something that you had to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we're taking it a step further and having, and now we have a podcast. No, being in front <laughs> of camera then, feels weird. Yeah. But then it's really cool to like have these conversations and like get to know you. Cause I'm sure people see you all the time. Like people see you at rainbow drive-in or remember you from tennis. And what's it's like, something like not a lot of people know about you. Something that a lot of people know about me. Not a lot of people. I mean, like, a lot of people don't know about oh, you. Oh, okay. Um, that's a good question. I'm pretty out there when people just ask me anything. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of a closet nerd, but that's not... That's I mean, not that goes by... No, like, like, public information. No, <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, there's, there's different levels. I mean, I used to, when I had more free time, like, study physics. Oh. Like, astrophysics on just the side. Just, like, yeah, outside just of school. Fun. Physics was like my worst um, topic in, in college. It, I, I don't know. I just love it for some reason. And that, that leads to the astronaut thing. But um, yeah, like that, I don't really watch TV. Uh-huh. I only actually, for the most part, I only watch like documentaries mm-hmm. or anime. So, you know, one or the other. <laughs> like they're, they're very similar. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. No, but like I actually, I would love documentaries like mm-hmm. more than anything. And I think... Um, there's probably some really good physics ones out there. Oh, there, there's some great ones. Mm-hmm. There's docu-series on Netflix and all that. Um, it's cool because it's like Netflix is, or like, I mean, I guess the, the, the way media is going to, it's like they're starting to create more of that because it's like people want that too. So it's, There's something it's for cool everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many stories to be told, right? Exactly. It's just like why you guys do the podcast yep. is, mm-hmm. you know, like going through the earlier podcasts and listening, it's just like, oh, I didn't know that about a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to hear um, that in some scenarios, you're not alone, right? Yeah, there's always points of like connection, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I experienced that too. Or I went through that too. Or, you know, especially talking to like fellow business owners or creators or change makers. I mean, there's a lot of uh, similarities in mm-hmm. everybody's I, stories. Exactly. So I work with like um, the Family Business Center of Hawaii and we, you know, we talk about things that people growing up in family business, they're like, oh, it's only our family that, mm-hmm. you know, f- fights once in a while. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So it's That's put cool. on by Scheidler actually. Oh, sick. Yeah. So it's especially because they said first to second gen, there's not really a big drop off, mm-hmm. um, but second to third is like only... 10% or less I've of business. I've heard that somewhere yeah. recently. Yeah. So, so what are kind of like some of like the challenges or things that you guys talk about? A lot of it is uh, succession planning and, mm-hmm. you yep. know, the original owners knowing when to release control mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. certain things even to like their kids. Because for especially third gen, like we'll never be mature enough or old enough, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. In that. their eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. their eyes. So To hand off their baby. Or like yeah, exactly. Thing. And so like hearing... It's all different stories, but it's all rooted in the same kind of themes. Mm-hmm. And succession is is definitely one of them. Communication, all of all of those kind of stuff that you know we we try and help uh, smaller family businesses. Um, you know, we've we've worked with a, a lot of them recently, and they helped me too because for me, kind of going cold turkey in, I was yeah. like, can I do this? Like. And, you know, talking to some other people, they're like, oh, I got fired from my, my family business. And I was like, okay, well, I, mean, <laughs> I I get that now. And I feel like more confident in that. And yeah. That's that was- so good. Because even like when, if you're talking first gen, <clears throat> that's a different mentality altogether. They're just like grinding it yep. out. Mm-hmm. And they probably never even heard of the word like systems mm-hmm. or, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're and just like, it's this crazy. is how do Yeah, because it. it's like, 
based on their time too you know mm-hmm. like the, the generations mm-hmm. are different the times are different and the the tools and resources are all different too mm-hmm. so it's like how do you yeah pass it on and just trust that like they're gonna take it on you well, know well you're gonna have a kid soon so you know build <laughs> build yourself <up. laughs> yeah yeah how do what's what's next in my succession plan <laughs> yeah, what's your succession plan <laughs> well no kids right now yeah. um but we do have backup systems if something were to happen uh-huh. to me. The driving yeah. can run without me yeah, yeah. in the worst case scenario. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see, you know, it handed down. You know, it's, what is that? There's a company in Japan that's on their 53rd generation or what? something. Like that. It's like crazy. thousand year, or almost a thousand years or something like that. And just, I'm Whoa. reading that like case study. I'm like, that's crazy what like, industry what, is it yeah what do they uh, do one of them i think was a temple building oh crazy and then wow. one of them was like wood wood cutting and like Dang, 53 generations that right? is because it's not 53 years no. it's like 53 generations like, yeah that's yeah, yeah. holy 53 different hands that yeah, it got yeah. passed to Wow. I don't wow. even know where my family was from like, yeah, yeah. five generations yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. i can't even think of wow, that wow that's incredible yeah. wow yeah so how do you make sure that Rainbow Driver is around for the next generation. Oh, that's a good question. And it's just setting up. I mean, I mean, systems is one of them, right? Procedures and systems. But, you know, making sure that we, I think it comes back to community, though, for us. Mm-hmm. Like just giving back and making sure that Hawaii is set up. Because mm-hmm. if Hawaii can't support us, then, you know, then mm-hmm. we're nothing. So we, we've been focusing a lot on um, education giving. Uh, to schools and stuff we did like some charity fundraisers and we we always try and help out the schools as much as possible for the kids um i think it was somebody said it before on the podcast but i feel like it's too late for us (laughs) (laughs) so getting the kids you know educated involved especially in the community is is the best step forward yeah Mm -hmm. it's they're literally the next generation and Mm -hmm. it's like you know it's like our responsibility now like it, it's crazy because you know like i'm hitting that age and like i'm about to have a kid too and it's like you think you think about the next generation it's like now you're thinking about the next the future and not just like about your life you know like yeah. what's, what's like what am i gonna you? do yeah. saturday and yeah now yeah you're yeah like, oh, i have to build a room for my kid i gotta do all or this even stuff. like beyond that you know it's like what what's gonna happen after you're gone you know and it's yeah. like how do you make the world a better place yeah. that way and just being able to give back to the community and like taking on that next generation that's so. kind of how i define my personal success is if i can leave an impact past my my life right mm-hmm. um, and for me it's like almost daily it's like did i do something today that leaves an impact mm-hmm. kind of thing and defining success for me is has been a journey right mm-hmm. so i mean i I talk about when I was earlier, success is just winning yeah, in yeah. tennis. Yeah, yeah. sports mentality. Or, yeah, yeah, sports or like, you know, in the Bay, being a computer engineer is just making money and partying on weekends. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, did I give back today? Did I help someone today that will leave an impact mm-hmm. in the future? And yeah. That I, I always challenge people to define their success. And sometimes it's literally, you guys know, it's make it through the day. Yeah. <laughs> like days over yeah successful yeah, yeah. if you, you just gotta celebrate kids, the wins you'll see you too oh, yeah. <laughs> like, can't wait make it through the day <laughs> you gotta celebrate the wins all the wins yeah even the small ones no that's 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 awesome yeah i love that i love that you're like rooted in community that's like the foundation of rainbow driving and that's still like your main like what's purpose. driving you yeah, yeah. my grandpa yeah. was very very big on giving back he used to collect a lot of antiques. Um, <clears throat> so I know Bishop Museum has probably over 100 pieces. 
donated from your grandpa yeah so oh, he crazy. would he would collect here and he'd sometimes go to the mainland and collect and bring back and our okinawan heritage he'd collect we have 85 pieces in okinawa and he just he just loved like collecting different things giving out and he was the guy that always apparently i don't remember this i was too young he had like a roll of 50 dollars and he just tipped anyone fifty dollars valet wow. servers and all of that. Oh, so. and that's back in his day. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's, yeah. That's like five hundred. I mean, Andrew carries you no know, way, no but. way. Uh, no, and and I mean, yeah. So just bringing up the Okinawan Center and all huh? that. Like, I know you do a lot of work there too, right? So a little like, bit. Yeah. So what 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 like you know briefly what what's your involvement with that and like what why is it so important? For me, it's important. My grandpa kind of gave me everything. Um, my parents obviously did an amazing job, but uh-huh. my grandpa helped pay for Punahou and my college and things. And um, he was very rooted in that culture. Um, and so for me coming back, I wanted to just, you know, how everyone does, you want to join like a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Kind of got suckered in through the restaurant side, yeah, like yeah. cooking. You got suckered into everything. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, one of my friends, uh, Lynn, she, she brought me in and kind of took off from there. They're like, oh, okay, so... You can sit on the board now. You can do all this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I sit on a few committees now. Um, and we're just trying to save save the culture in a sense. Similar to like the Hawaiian community and all mm-hmm. of that. It's just saving the language, saving the culture. Because a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. about it. Um, we have 40,000 members. Crazy. In wow. the islands. Yeah, 50 clubs right now. Wow. 50 smaller clubs. Wow. Um, actually kind of hearing stories about my grandpa too. Like, cause he passed when I was a senior. So I never really had, you know, those deeper mm-hmm. conversations with mm-hmm. him and, uh, hearing stories from some of his friends and all of that. It, it really motivates me. Very cool. It's still keeping yeah. like his legacy alive yeah. too within you and, and yeah. the work that you're doing. Yeah, exactly. So just trying to, you know, my wife will say I do a little too much and she's definitely right on that, but you know, it's fulfilling in that sense of just, you know, passing it on. Cause there's a lot of there's a generational gap there from mm-hmm. the people that are older and there's not too many young people in the organization. So we're just trying to build that. I nice. love, I love that. I think there's a lot to say about that. Um, this generation kind of digging back into their past because it's like counters like the AI and technology, all this like things that are moving so fast mm-hmm. in our like modern day. But then like in order to counter that and stay grounded, it is like if you go back into your roots and like who you are, I think that, is a good balance, mm-hmm. you know. It's getting like that deeper understanding of yeah. like where you came from and like why mm-hmm. you are who you why you are who you are. Yeah, exactly. Sick. Yeah. Um, awesome. What's what's you know just kind of wrap up the episode. Like, what's what's some like advice that you would give to like someone? I'm trying to think of what phase. I guess anyone like running a business mm-hmm. or like thinking about doing something. Well, I mean, the first would be define your success. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one. it's totally fine if it's money. If it's, mm-hmm. I want a big house, I want a Ferrari, that's fine. Just and be you honest just, with yourself. Yeah, yeah, and you just need to know what is success for you and mm-hmm. what you're driving towards. Um, a second one is just, you know, risk-taking. And I, I speak to a class in, um, at Iolani for entrepreneurship, and I'm like, you guys are so smart, you're going to overanalyze everything mm-hmm. to death, right? At some point, you need to just take, take that leap. Mm-hmm. And for me, like just coming into the drive-in, you know, with nothing, minimal knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And just trusting your skills, yourself and your team to to be successful. So I'd say like to a lot of people, it's like, you know, if you are passionate about it and, you know, you have the means to 
take a risk mm. and do it do it while you can because yep. yeah. you in the grand scheme of things you don't want to die regretting a bunch of things that you could have done or should have done obviously you're not going to take huge loans for something yeah, that's yeah. you know but if you can yeah do your due diligence and make sure it's it's worthwhile yeah, yeah. that's awesome oh, that's yeah. good advice don't get stuck in analysis paralysis yeah exactly that, that's that's us right now with this too you know just like and we didn't want to like just write a bunch of things down and we were just like, you know what, let's just do it. And then we'll learn along the way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what you guys have built is is awesome to see from just a small little podcast. So for the Okinawan side, we we during the pandemic, we just started a live stream on yeah, Tuesdays. Yeah, you're just like random. Yeah. Like through yeah, it's so much work and, too. Yeah. And it, but that's a good, great way to keep everyone connected. Still. Yeah. yeah. And we we're just like, we don't know what it's going to be, but uh-huh. let's just do it. Yeah. And it, it took off and we had... Now we don't have as much time as we did when we were all staying home. But, I mean, I think it was pretty successful for what it was. Yeah. Yeah, because you were, you were able to tell a lot of stories. And I remember you like you like even like digitized a bunch of like old stuff too and whatnot. Too. Yeah, I so the what live a great stream, use of time, yeah. you know. Photos, videos, we had live musicians in. So I was playing with things like these all the yeah, time, yeah, learning yeah. how oh, to cool. use them uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, if you have a passion for it, take a risk. Yeah, nice. that's awesome. That's good advice, yeah. I think... Again, like, you know, we tell these stories because, like, I think our listeners and anyone listening is just, like, you're going to relate somehow and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. any part of your life, so. Yeah, and then maybe inspire somebody to, mm-hmm. like, take a risk or... Change to job careers. I was totally. sitting in front of a computer and mm-hmm. now I'm... Golfing. Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> he's not, he's not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm okay, just okay. kidding. I'm just when the kidding. cameras go off, I'm going to fight. Nah, I, I know. I hear all the stories and like it, it is, it, it's it's a tough industry, especially like in this day and age too, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone should work work one uh, service job. I asked him to. I was just like, bro, let me just run the cashier one day. And he's just like, no. Well, then I'm just going <laughs> to have some lawsuits after that one. Let me, you should do a thing where it's like um, one day post. positions. Yeah, yeah. Whenever your kid needs All my friends come down. <laughs> let me cook, let, let me cook the eggs. Let me cook the eggs. <laughs> or something. Let me run the line. And then everyone will appreciate it more when they're eating, you know? You should do that, dude. Just open it up. Oh, you pay them to work. Oh, <laughs> We're going to start um, a rainbow drive-in um, internship. There we go. Job for the day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, if your kid, you know, when they turn 15, 16, they need a job. We oh, have yeah. That's the next generation. That's great. Dude, that's crazy. 15 years from now, it's going to fly by fast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 10 years already went by yeah. like that for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, well, let's, right. let's keep working at making this next generation and, you know, yeah. and building our legacies. And, and no, thank you for coming on and sharing your story. Yeah, it's, it's a great one. I think that not a lot of people know about you and like just, you know, con- yeah. continuing on and um, people always eat there and whatnot. But like to hear like what goes on behind yeah. it, too, and what drives Rainbow Drive in. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. Still family so owned and operated. So, so yeah. good. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, how can people find you? Even if they're not here, they can go onto Instagram. Instagram. Uh, just Chrissy Wamura on Instagram. Okay. Uh, Rainbow Drive-In on Instagram. For us, we're, we're not in that TikTok phase. You got yeah. merch and stuff you too know. now though. So can yeah. they buy online? Yeah. Uh, nice. So what's your website? Yeah. Rainbowdriving.com. Nice. Um, Don't you have like kits too, like that you can make stuff? Or chili. Oh, our yeah. chili kit yeah. yeah so you can make our chili at home anywhere in the world because it's just the dry powder mm-hmm. so you can add we have a lot of people that are like oh i'm vegetarian so they'll they won't add the beef they'll add tofu and nice. still make the same chili and that nice. we ship nationwide sweet yeah. rainbowdrivein.com rainbowdrivein.com 
right, guys. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and visit Rainbow Driving. Yes. Definitely get the boneless chicken. Definitely get the gravy. gravy all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone. Aloha.